Hey, well, this morning, we've come to a place where we've just completed that series out of Philippians, the Collab series, and that was, it was awesome. I really loved the way Colin finished it off for us last week. And next week, we begin a new series. But for now, today, we've got an opportunity to stop and to pause and reflect upon what it is that God has been doing and saying in our midst. Uh, a few weeks back, we stopped and we prayed and we fasted. And during those seasons, we were expecting, we were expecting God to speak to us. And so this morning, I'm calling the message from here to there. Uh, Dr. Seuss puts it this way. He says, um, from, oops, what's going on here? From there to here, from here to there, funny things are everywhere. And that's Dr. Seuss' wisdom, of course. Uh, Perhaps I'll jump straight into Scripture and redeem myself, otherwise you'll think we're getting a little bit light on it. But um, uh, Philippians chapter 3, I'm having trouble here. He says, Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This scripture talks about Paul moving from an old covenant to a new covenant, from an old way of having relationship with God to a new way of having relationship with God. And that means for Paul, he was on this onwards and upwards journey. And I love how he says, I haven't yet attained everything. He didn't come to us as a person who was perfected. And that's the beauty of uh, Paul is that he's very honest with us about his own life and how it is that um, he's on this journey towards Christ. How many of you, how many of you are perfect? Eric, your finger's broken, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not perfect. Yeah, full of brokenness. Okay, you're perfectly humble anyway, Eric. So Paul's saying, look, we're on this journey, but we have to forget what is behind and move on towards, towards what is ahead. And I thought I'd take this opportunity this morning to show a little video. It's actually a video of some pictures of uh, our story from here to there. When we started it as a church, we started with a slow trickle of movement that started in the Whakamaramara Hall uh, back in the early 80s. And then that, that uh, church moved and began weekly services at the Tapuna Hall, and there were no specific leadership there at the time, but in 1987-1988, uh, that church group of people moved to the Bethlehem Hall, and under the leadership of Tom Frew, uh, Tom led that church for six years then, and uh, then Michaela and I arrived in 1995. But let's capture a few of the images, and you might see some familiar faces as well, of uh, people who, of course, uh, got a little bit older in the time. So let's roll this video.
Some very familiar faces there amongst us. Some of them have got a little bit older since, of course, uh, and that's all part of it. Well, BBC's journey has been one where we've, uh, at a literal sense, seen God's hand upon us. When, we, when I arrived in 1995, the church had already purchased a piece of land on Moffat Road, where now the Bethlehem Motor Lodge sits. And the church owned an acre and a quarter then. It cost $200,000 or thereabouts for that land. Okay, don't laugh at the prices. Uh, $200,000, and the church owned half of the land, had a mortgage for the rest, and we were approached by a developer who wanted to put a motor lodge there, and so we sent the spies out looking for some land, found this piece of land here, uh, and we managed to purchase this piece of land, a hectare, twice the size, and pay off the debt at the same time. So that leapfrogged us forward and gave us the opportunity to be able to then build the first project. Uh, I was talking to um, Adam Yates, who was our financial accountant at the time that the first part of our building was put up. And uh, Adam said he's still got all of the accounts because one day he's going to go through those accounts and try to work out how we paid for what we got. He said, as an accountant, it just didn't add up. It didn't make sense. And so um, we moved from the hall through to this piece of uh, land here in the first build. How many people were involved with the church in the hall who are, who are here today? Just put your hand up. Okay, look at this. Okay, well, this is an answer to your prayers, what we've seen God do as people sacrificially gave, sacrificially prayed and invested. And we see how it is that people have uh, been added to our number. Of course, we, we built the two-story block to accommodate the children. And then we were a little bit stuck. And, um, and we were running out of car park room and a, a couple in the church who owned the land next to our property um, <clears throat> moved their boundary sold the remainder of the land, got their money back from the original purchase, and then um, gifted half a hectare of land to the church to be able to expand. Well, actually, they didn't gift it to us. They charged us. It was a dollar. Yeah. So, uh, so that, was, that was remarkable. And so we've been on this journey. And, of course, four years ago, five years ago now, we built this auditorium in the West Wing, and we've seen God do lots of amazing things through and in the life of our church, established the Omokaroa Church 
uh, out on the peninsula there. But um, a little while back, just a few weeks ago, um, we stopped and we had a time of prayer and fasting. And the reason why we wanted to stop and pray is because we wanted to see God's hand upon what it is that we're doing as we always do. And specifically, we were looking at these areas of Alpha, where we introduced people to the life of Jesus. And we had over 200 people come and spend that time with us uh, in the first term of this year. And the second term, we had nearly 100 people. And so this has become an ongoing pattern for us. And so we're seeing people come to Christ, which is really, really important, really, really exciting for us as a church, just to see lives transformed. Uh, we're also praying for children and youth because this is a vital part of the life of our church. We've always invested with the best that we possibly can into our children and our young people. And that gives us an exciting dynamic of families and you know, young people discovering their faith life. I was down the mountain yesterday with the youth, and uh, it was great just seeing all the energy of that young group of people out there on the snow in the blizzard, freezing, but um, still enjoying themselves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're in the process at the moment of um, calling new church staff. We're having some changes, people heading overseas in most cases. And so we wanted, to, we wanted to put ourselves in a place where we can hear from God and make sure that we get the right people in the right place for the right reasons. So that's really important. And later on in the year, um, we are, sorry, to, in the beginning of next year, we're going to be moving a group of people out to Golden Sands, out Papamar East, uh, where some land has been purchased, the hectare of land out there. And we're going to take Pastor Colin here, who was leading the music this morning, put him out there to be that, that leader of that, that church. And uh, I know there's numbers of folks from the life of this church who are probably already living out that way, are heading out to be part of that pioneering group. So that's very, very exciting. Um, and of course, we have had a $1.8 million project on the table for the last uh, bit, bit, bit part of 12 months, looking at this whole area of administration, our cafe needs redeveloping, our chapel, and uh, putting a, a lid over the courtyard area out there, putting a roof out there. And so all of these things are in process and in progress. Um, but the reason why we felt as a leadership it was time to stop and pray and fast is because really like any time of praying and fasting, it's saying, God, please make the next move. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? The biggest threat that I believe as a leader of a larger church is that we have a lot of capacity. We have a lot of skill, a lot of ability, and we have resources. That is a threat to us because it means that we could do things that God's not wanting us to do, and we could even do it well. And we could be five years down the track before we realized that we've done something and it's been the wrong thing to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So why do we stop? We stop so that God can make the next move. And pausing and praying is always a good investment, wouldn't you think? And so we stopped and we prayed, we broke the fast, had a meal here, had a time of celebration in the West Wing, fantastic time of, of worship and just really enjoyed the presence of God, looking for God to speak to us. Well, about a week later into this whole process, of praying and fasting, I got a phone call from a, a local businessman in town. And he said, um, would you be able to come along with a few of your uh, leaders from the life of the church and meet with me and some members of my family? This guy and his family, they 
own a charitable trust. That means they've got a lot of investment and property invested in a trust as part of their ongoing business life. And so um, I said, yeah, sure, when do you want to meet? We agreed we'll meet the following day. So that was Friday, uh, two weeks ago, Friday, two weeks ago. And so we went down there and we um, drank coffee and talked. And then they put a proposal to us. They said, we own uh, over two hectares of land right in the middle of Bethlehem. And um, we want to know if you'd be interested as a church in purchasing that piece of land. And, uh, and they said, the land's worth over $6 million. It's like, wow, that's a lot of money. And they said, but we're prepared to let you have it for $2 million. And that $2 million can be paid off no interest over a good period of time. And then they showed us where the land was. So here's this piece of land. Now, just to get you in the right perspective, um, the shopping se- Bethlehem Shopping Centre is over here. This is the birthing centre. All right? Notice it's got a flat roof where the stalks land. Okay? It's true. The stalks then go into Gull and refuel for the journey home. Okay? So anyway, I'm talking about this piece of property here. Okay? All right. That's the, uh, the only hill in Bethlehem. It's the high point. As you know, coming up from the Wairua River down here and up and through. So you know where we are? Yep, just make sure the person next to you knows where we are. You know where we are? All right. That's good. You know where we are. Okay. So... This is the opportunity that's been put in front of us as leaders, and we go, wow, this is uh, bigger than being here, isn't it? This is something that we didn't see coming. And so how do we handle this? Well, this is how we're going to look at this process. We're going to um, explore this opportunity. Okay, No one's talking about done deals here, but we have a God-given opportunity. God-given opportunity to take our buildings and put them on the main road in the high point of Bethlehem as opposed to being down here in the retirement village area. I shouldn't say buried, should I? But we'll be next to the birthing center. That sounds like a bit more. (laughs) They can have be born once. We can say be born twice and come to us. But anyway, we need to explore this opportunity. And the reason why we can is because the church is people. The church isn't buildings. We don't have a sacred space, cathedral, sanctuary, theology. Church is about people. Okay? So that's another reason why we can explore this possibility. Um, The other obvious thing to say is that future generations won't have this opportunity. Once that land is gone, that land is gone. There'll always be more land. But here is a prime piece of real estate that's being essentially at one level gifted to us or remarkably reduced rates. Thanks, Caleb. So once this property is gone, it's gone. Uh, And the other reason why we need to explore it is because God moves in mysterious ways, doesn't he? We've always found that God is more interested in people than he is buildings 
but he uses buildings to grab the attention of people because God's wanting to build a people when we're wanting to build buildings. The interesting part about the timing of this is that if we were approached three or four months down the track from where we are today, we would probably have locked ourselves into this refurbishment of our current site, which would have made this project probably a bridge too far because we've already put another $1.8 million into this building. But to take that $1.8 million and put it out there as the first part of a new project is a completely different perspective to take, isn't it? Uh, and the, the fifth reason why we need to explore this opportunity together is because I haven't slept properly for two weeks. <laughs> and you need to experience this as well. <clears throat> why should I be suffering insomnia alone? Well, at least the elders have been suffering it as well, I'm sure. So it's a time for exploration. There's no foregone conclusions here. And in fact, um, I had one of the, uh, had the, had Curtis Curian ring me the day after we had this meeting with this uh, community trust, this charitable trust, who offered us this property. And Curtis said, what do you think? And I said, I'm not responsible for anything that comes out of my mouth over the next two weeks, because all I'm doing is talking and thinking at the same time. So please don't hold me to account for anything I say right now. And I still feel like I'm in that same sort of mode. You know, we have, in a logical sense, a perfectly good building here, okay? God's blessed us. He's blessed us in ways that have got us to this place where we are now. But because we know that God moves in mysterious ways and he's more interested in building people than buildings, uh, we need to look at this seriously. So it's a time for exploration. Uh, we need to consider the potential value of our present site. What could be done with this? Who would like to buy it? How can we realize the value of this? Now, that's going to take a lot of work in itself. Um, <clears throat> we need to explore what the new site offers. And I say this in two parts because we're looking to consolidate a vision that allows us to create greater community connection. This isn't about just moving an auditorium to a, a place on a hill, even though that would have more profile and, and, a, and a great opportunity to be able to connect with the community. The folks who said they'd like to help us into this property said this is all about creating community connection. For them, the investment is about us as a church being able to do what we do well and create a community hub that just builds a whole lot of Christian activity into the life of our community, as well as having a uh, currently what we've already got. So there's a lot of praying and dreaming and creative imagination that needs to go into this as well. And of course, there's always the good old council, council considerations, uh, things like resource consent that has to be explored. Now, the beauty of this opportunity is that it's not time-bound. And as much as we have time as our friend here, uh, we're not being pushed to make a decision in the next six weeks, hurry up, make a decision, the land's going to be sold, there's people competing for it, that's, that's not the case. Okay, we've been given a time to go and explore and do it well and make this consideration uh, in a really, really, really good way. Um, and of course, there is a financial implication for this. What does it mean? What is it going to cost? What are we going to realize from this land? What is it going to cost to build? Is there a gap in between? What can we do? How can we overcome that, if there is? But more importantly than all of these things together, uh, we want to be able to journey together on this process, okay? As a church, 
everybody here has to be involved with this. And we need to be able to hear the voice of God together. This isn't a decision that I'm going to make, or it isn't a decision that the elders are going to make. This is a decision that we all want to make together and feel that this is God's journey for us. We can't make a decision until we've got all of these important factors uh, and questions taken care of, can we? You know, we might get to the point where this just doesn't make any sense and it doesn't add up, and we say, thanks, but that's not going to work. Or we can obviously explore how it is, and it will work. So to do that, <clears throat> because prayer and fasting got us into this position, the next thing that we're going to do is some more prayer and fasting, all right? If nothing else comes of this, you're about to pull your, wel- your, be- your belt in another inch, okay? Um, so August the 20th is actually next weekend, next Sunday. And so we're saying from the Sunday, Monday, and the Tuesday, finishing on Tuesday night, uh, we're wanting to have a time of prayer and fasting. So we'll give you some more details on that in the coming week. We'll put it up on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera, and let you know what it is that we're doing. But this has huge implications for the life of our church. And also for Golden Sands, you know, we've got a lot potentially happening. We have the potential to be building new buildings on a new site, planting Golden Sands at the same time. And uh, all I can say is, good, we're up for it, okay? Why not be busy for God? Why not really go for it? You know, how many times do you live? You only live once, let's go for it. And, And so let's see what it is that we can achieve under God's hand. And I keep trying to reiterate this so that you don't hear me say the wrong thing. This isn't a foregone conclusion. It's a time of exploration, and we will know if it's right together. Okay, so getting from here to there is what this is all about. Okay, the Lord says in Psalm 90, the psalmist says, May your deeds be shown to your servants your splendor to their children. May the favor of the Lord our God rest on us. Establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. This psalm says that God will bless the work of our hands and ultimately he will be glorified before our children and our children's children. And that's the amazing thing of what we can already look at in the life of our church, how it is that God has provided in ways that have been exceptional. And to be sitting around a table where somebody says, we're going to discount this property by over $4 million um, was quite a sobering and emotional time. Just to see the generosity of these folks who could quickly realize the value of that land, they could sell it in a week. It's the most prime real estate in the whole of Bethlehem, potentially the whole of the Tauranga area right now. It just has huge potential at a whole lot of levels for any form of development. And so it was a a very uh, humbling and emotional time for us all in that room that day because we saw how it is that they were moved in this conversation uh, to do what they are doing. To put that out there was just an amazing thing to experience. And so there we have it. Now you know as much as I know. And that's all I can say. We need to pray, we need to fast. We need to hear from God, and we need to be able to, as a community, make a decision that allows us to move uh, together. And uh, moving together might be just simply going back to plan A, but at least we've gone and given this due diligence 
and uh, put all of those considerations before the Lord. Wow. God moves in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Yeah? Hey, Big step. Yeah, that's right, it's a big step. Nothing's too big for God, though. Right, I'll invite the music team out. Thought you guys might have quit. Eh? You figured you had it. You figured I had it. You might have been up on that piece of land singing songs already. All right. So Colin and the team are going to uh, lead us, but why don't we stand and I'll pray. Father, we, uh, we're always blown away by the way you move. And I just want to pray, Lord, that we collectively don't shrink back from this opportunity to explore just what could be. And for us, Lord, as a community, we know you've led us by fire and by cloud over the years. And uh, this, at one level, seems like a bridge too far. Why would we do this? And yet, Lord, as you guide, as your hand is upon us, you'll reveal your will in ways that will, exp- will surprise us. And so, God, we want to commit this whole journey to you, this time of prayer and fasting, this time of deliberation, the time to hear your voice, the time to be consolidated as a people of God under your hand. Lord, that's what we seek, to be a, a witness in our community, to see people come to faith, to be networked deeply within to this within this society that allows us, Lord, to be able to be your people on the ground with hands and feet where you need us to be. So God, we commit this process to you, all this deliberation, we lay at your feet and we ask God for your hand to be upon us. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, God.